Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today it is no different. I have a very special guest, Mr. Cameron O'Toole from the San Francisco 49ers. Cameron, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, Ahmad. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It is my absolute pleasure. Cameron, let's dig right into things. Take me back in time. Who was Cameron as a young man at school? Um, I was, uh, geez, a young man at school. I, you know, I was, I was always, I would say, in and around sports, um, trying to play, I guess, whatever I could. Um, you know, all my friends were were people that I made really through through sports throughout my life. Um, and I would say, you know, what what really got me passionate about it was was obviously watching games and everything growing up. But um, you know, a memory that, that I, my parents have always shared and that I have is before school every day, um, reading the sports page of the newspaper. And you know, over time that transitioned to whatever the the internet or, or Twitter now. But um, you know, back then um, reading the box scores. I, I grew up in Arizona, so reading the Phoenix Suns box score and, and, you know, having watched a game the night before and, and checking out the stats, um, it was always of interest to me and, and always kind of my first passion. Wow. So so, you, so you've always been a sports person? Yeah, always. I, I initially um, thought that I'd be a, a sports journalist. Um, it's, it's kind of what I ended up going to school for initially. And that was when I realized very quickly that I was never going to play. Uh, even collegiately or professionally, um, that, you know, I, I still wanted to be around sports kind of however I could. Um, and, and so that was going to, I guess, be my path in. And, and it didn't quite work out that way. But luckily, I, I still found a way to be in the industry. Very nice. Take us through your current role at the 49ers. What does that entail? Yeah, so I, I work in um, corporate partnership sales. And um, really what that is, is, is working with, um, brands of, you know, I, I would say any industry, whether that be technology or consumer packaged goods, um, you know, retail, um, you name it, um, and really trying to bring their brands to life through the lens of the 49ers. Um, so, you know, we, we have a great family of partners, uh, many of them that have been with us. Um, for quite a while since, you know, whether we opened Levi's Stadium back in 2014 or maybe a little before that. Um, and so, you know, there, there, are, there are certain ones that have been with us for a while, and, and obviously we wouldn't bring in another brand in that category, for instance. Um, but those those other categories that, that are open and available for us to maybe bring a new partner board, that's really where I spend a lot of my time and, um, you know, try to have conversations with people in, in marketing to discuss what that would look like um, by partnering with the Niners and, and you know, sharing what they do um, with our fans. Very nice. So I've heard from previous guests at, at different um, NFL teams that, 
an NFL team could range from 60 to 120 partners. What do you guys look for in partners? How do you guys balance that this amount of partnerships and give them, you know, basically a unique value prop for each partner and not basically uh, tire your, fatigue your audience is, is the word I was looking for. Like that's really challenging. Yeah, sure. It can be. Um, you know, I, I think it starts with um, just a, a top-down organizational philosophy. Um, and, you know, this, the Niners themselves from, from the York family down are, are a very family-driven organization. Um, always been that way. And I think we take, you know, that, that same mantra into, like, our corporate partnership philosophy. So our family of partners, as it ranks amongst the NFL, um, in terms of total number is, is definitely uh, closer to that 60 number um, that you brought up. We have some of the fewest in the league. Um, and the main reason for that is exactly what you said. You know, we, we don't want to be in a position where, um, you know, we're asking asking partners to make a, a significant financial commitment to, to partner with us and not be able to do it justice and, and not be able to have them prove um, any sort of return on investment. Um, so, you know, for us, what we, what we really look for in any partnership um, is not just to kind of check the box and say, okay, great, we have, you know, an, an official gasoline partner now or, or whatever it may be. Um, we look to really go, I would say, deeper with that partner um, and find some sort of authentic integration um, to kind of anchor the story that we're telling. And I think because we have that philosophy as an organization, it's much easier um, to, you know, take that philosophy into the partnership itself um, and work with the partner and tell that story. And ultimately, it, you know, at least we believe it, it makes both sides happier, um, you know, and it leads to prolonged partnerships beyond just, you know, one initial contract with a partner. It leads to decade-long partnerships and, and, you know, hopefully longer than that. And that's really what we're in the business of doing. Very, very nice. Um in modern day, with the amount of technology that's out there, your partners have never been so so empowered in terms of uh, tracking campaigns, measuring different channels, so on and so on. How have you guys as an organisation become a lot smarter in ensuring that the value is there no matter who and how? Like, what tools do you guys have handy that really improves that that, that process? Sure. Um, you know, I, I would say, first and foremost, we, we have an incredible digital and social media team um, that we lean on all the time, whether it be, you know, on those 49ers channels, traditional social media channels, um, but also in venue, you know, with, like, in-stadium moments and everything with our game day production team. We lean on them all the time um, to find out what the newest technologies are or emerging trends within within the industry um, where we could maybe find value for a partner and um, you know do something um, do something that's a little bit different and new. Um, and you know where where we prove that value out, I would say is is by not only doing something that's impactful, but um, you know also measuring that through a number of partner studies that we have. Um, we work with. A number of groups, um, and some of them even anonymously, where our partners can 
you know, kind of anonymously give feedback to a third party that we then receive and, and make sure that, you know, we're continuing to deliver on objectives for um, some of our partners. We receive regular reports from, you know, everything from social metrics um, over to brand engagement um, through, you know, some of the some of the digital features or campaigns that we put together for partners. So it's something we're always monitoring. And, you know, obviously out here, as you mentioned, being in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, like, you're not going to get away with it if you're not doing it. Um, so it, it's something people have come to expect. Like the, you know, marketing industry is, has completely changed as a whole in the last 10 to 15 years. So, um, you know, I think not only is it the expectation, but it's the right thing to do and, and you know, show that this investment that you made to, to partner with the Niners is, is proving itself out in a number of ways. Awesome, awesome. How has technology impacted you, you guys, as, a, as an organization or as a partnership team? You know, every day, every every second of every day, probably. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, but being here, you, you naturally are going to, um, you know, just kind of be aware of some of the newer trends before, you know, maybe the rest of the country. And um, it's a blessing to kind of work in this market, get to experience things like that. Um, and, you know, it, it's also what keeps, the job new and, and fun every day, right? Um, even just the emergence, like within this, this quarantine stage that we're all in of, of TikTok, which, you know, was a channel that was around prior to this, these quarantines taking place, but seeing everybody taking the home videos and having them take off and having it become, you know, these social media moments. Um, those are things that, you know, we look to be a part of as well and, and try to find um, fits for our partners wherever possible. Um, but it also impacts who I'm talking to on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, we, there are, there are categories here, sponsorship categories that are so non-traditional that, you know, you would never think of. Um, and that's just the nature of working in a market with, with so many challenger brands and, and so many influential brands, um, that really have global impact, um, you know, that are headquartered right down the road or, um, you know, advertising on, on the 101 is like at home, like, like those types of things are, um, you know, what, what keep us fresh every single day as, as we're looking to talk to, to new prospects and partners. Yeah. I mean, your, your walk to the, to the coffee shop or your Starbucks, you probably walk past Facebook, Instagram and, <laughs> and all the biggest companies in the world. So, <laughs> um, which is. <laughs> It's not it's not quite that compact, but it yeah. always, as I'm sure you, you may be familiar with the with the show Silicon Valley on HBO. Yeah. And, you know, it always cracks always cracks me up with the with the intro that they have there and, and all the kind of tech companies spread out. And you know, if you look at that list, I've I've probably attempted to or, or had contact with you know well well more than half of them on there, and you see them everywhere. And, and so it's it's fun to work in a market where there's even a an HBO show about it, right? Like, I mean, just that, that's a unique experience in and of itself. Um, and to try to sell in a market like that, where there's just so many things going on, even well outside of the sports world, um, I, it always keeps you on your toes. Absolutely, man. The, the, the Valley is the foundation of the, of the modern world. I'm not even like, that's literally, so it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. So, so you've been through a bit of a journey here, like, 
you've gone as, as, a, as a young guy, like loving sports, originally thinking you probably work in sports journalism, and then now you're working at, I mean, the NFL teams are probably the biggest sporting teams in the world. Like you're talking billions of dollars alone. So they're the size of leagues in the other countries. What are the, like, what are some of the struggles and challenges that, that, that you faced along your, your journey and how did you overcome them? Um, you know, it's a, it's a crowded industry. Um, let me take that back. It's a, it's a crowded candidate pool to, to crack into the industry. It's a, it's a very small industry once, once you're in it. And I think what you realize once you're in it is, you know, and, and every, everyone that, that I, you know, am, am connected to in, in this industry will, will probably say the, say the same. Um, you know, the relationships that, that you have mean the world. I mean, they're, they're, they're what move you from place to place or elevate you from one place to the next. Um, and building those relationships is, is huge. So, you know, not only am I, am I trying to do that, I guess, in, in sales world and in corporate partnerships, but, you know, personally and, and professionally, as, as you try to grow, um, you're doing the same. And it's tough. It's a tough industry to crack into. There are a lot of, I, I'm not unique in that. Maybe I'm unique because I read the sports paper every day when I was six, seven, eight years old, but, um, I'm not unique that I like sports, right? And that I played sports growing up and, um, you know, there are, thousands and hundreds of thousands of, of boys that did that when they were younger too. Um, you know, I, I think getting somebody to open that door for you is, is the hardest part. And, you know, once, once you're through that door, it's, it's, you know, on you to, to make the most of the opportunities you get. Um, and in that sense, you know, it's, it's no different than, you know, athletics and, and guys trying to, you know, and, and women trying to make the most of the opportunities they have when, when they step onto the field or the court or whatever. Um, you know, so that's something that you can kind of relate to, um, as, as you try to do your best. And, you know, as you make these relationships in your life, they've been super helpful for me. I mean, I, I ended up at the Niners because of a friendship that I made when, when I was in Seattle. Um, and then, you know, a friend that I still have to this day and he helped me get this opportunity here. And, you know, I got the opportunity in Seattle because of an alumni from my grad program. And, you know, you, you find as you talk to more people, in the sports world that that's really everyone's story. Um, you know, oh, I got connected to this person and they helped me get connected to this person. And, um, you know, I, I, that's been one of the most rewarding things about the industry to me is, is to find how small it is and um, how much people really try to pay it forward um, because we've all been there and um, it, it can be challenging and, you know, it can be um, not only mentally challenging, but I'd say financially challenging at times to break into this industry. Um, but you know, once, once you're in there and, and you've really kind of, you know, proven yourself and, and, um, taking care of those relationships around you, it can be super rewarding. Absolutely. You basically summed up that, that, that whole journey because there's only 32 teams in the, uh, NFL and I can guarantee you there's hundreds of millions that, that would love your, your, your position or somebody else in the organization. Um, it's extremely competitive. I've spoken to multiple people from different teams. And honestly, it's always a contact or a network that's been built early on that's put them in that position. So you're definitely very, very, very lucky and, 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 and blessed in my opinion. So nice work. Yeah, thank you. No, we, 
I appreciate that, and and I am no doubt in this organization. You know where it sits in, in the sports world is is obviously incredible to work for, right? Like it's a, the Niners are a premier brand in, in sports, and the NFL is is you know probably the, the most premier league. But um, with with that said, it's it's also an organization that really takes care of you, right? And um, it's been evident in, in the nearly four years that I've been here. Um, but you know, you use the word luck, and I think a lot of people would, would use that word in, in the sports industry, and it's it's so true. And, and people ask, like, you know, how did how did that happen, or how did you get there? And um, luck is one thousand percent a part of it. But I think you know, you you prepare yourself to to be lucky, right? And, and you prepare yourself to put yourself in a position where you're going to meet that contact that's going to notice that you know you've done a good job, and and you know try to get you to the next place or bring you aboard their team or, or whatever it may be. So luck is a part of it, but but I do think that you kind of control getting yourself to that position and, and you know putting yourself in in, um, in the place to be lucky there. Hey man, you have to create your own luck. You have to work hard and put and mix no with question. the right people. Yep. Do the hard yards and and hopefully the rest will happen if you're smart enough. Um, yeah there's yeah yeah it's it's tough. The world's tough. <laughs> In anything you do, so <laughs> yeah. nothing is straight and simple. No doubt. Um, ch- chatting about the journey, uh, if you could give somebody some advice on how to get in- into working for a sporting organization or, you know, uh, basically achieving what they want to achieve, what's, what are some of the, uh, what, what's some advice that you can share with someone like, if you could go back and do do this journey over again, would it be any different? Would it be the same? You know, how would you change things? Maybe not. So on, so on. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a tough question because, you know, of course you would you would probably do things differently when you were 22 years old or you know what whatever it, it is. But I also wouldn't really want to be anywhere else right now. And, you know, I'm not with, with people that I know and, and that I've, you know, had the, um, had the opportunity to meet through, through this career so far, I, I wouldn't change anything. Right. I mean, I, um, because I, I kind of took some, some time off after graduating college at, at ASU, Arizona State, um, and then moving into my grad program at UMass, like some of the people I met at UMass are lifelong friends that I wouldn't trade the world for. So, you know, it's, it's always a balance of sure you do a couple things differently um, or better, whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, in terms of advice, I'd, I'd probably just say, <laughs> try and try and knock on every single door you can um, to, to break into the industry because, you know, you, you just never know um, where timing will, will fit and, and, you know, when, when your opportunity is going to come, I guess. Um, you know, the, the, when, when I started working for, um, Seattle Rain FC, you know, which was where I spent the first three and a half years of my career. When I got the call for that job, I literally didn't even know that the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League had been created. It had been created about a month or two before me getting a call for that opportunity. Um, and, you know, through a contact, my information was passed along and, and that's how that person reached out to me. Um, you know, and, and had I not 
I get consistently been knocking on doors and trying to get people to talk to me as a grad student about their experiences in the industry. I wouldn't have ever met um, the contact that reached out to me about that job. So not only, you know, try and talk to whoever you possibly can, but I think there's there, there's no opportunity that, that isn't going to teach you something. Um, and when when I started in Seattle, I never could have imagined all the all the things that I would, I would get to do with, with that job coming right out of grad school. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't the, the job that I, you know, when I closed my eyes, started grad school, expected that I was going to end up in. But it ended up being incredible for my career, and it's, it's what ended up leading me here. Um, and I have super fond memories of being there. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say, obviously, you, you want to have an end goal in sight, but, but how you get there, how you get from point A to point B is going to go differently than you would expect it to. Um, and, you know, just just kind of savor, you know, the, the job that you're in and, and what you can learn from it in that moment. Um, because ultimately, it, it is going to benefit you down the road if, if you continue to, you know, pursue a career in this industry. Wow, absolutely. Lots of words of wisdom there. So, those listening, <laughs> make sure you pay attention and just keep going. Keep knocking on doors. Um, and honestly, yeah, that's just, yeah. I, I don't see any other way, if I'm going to be honest with you. It's just, that's just the way it is. That's the way the world is. Like, sometimes when, you, when you're in high school and college, they tell you, oh, you'll finish college, you'll get a great job, this, that. But it's never that simple, eh? It's always, there's always a journey and... There's a bit of a maze and, and a puzzle that you have to work out before you really get to where you want, want, want to get to. And I think the ones that get to where they want to get to are the ones that stay focused throughout all the all the chaos. Yeah, and you know, also as I mentioned earlier, like the, it's it's something that um, the people that make up the sports industry are used to, right? Because we've all been there. I mean. I would say, you know, I, I can't say with certainty, but 90 to 95% of people in this industry, like, got that break. They got that person that, you know, responded to their message on LinkedIn or picked up their call or answered their email, whether they were in grad school or whether they were trying to break into the industry or whether they were inside sales. Like, you know, we've all been there, right? So because we've all been there, um, I think people are a lot more prone to, answer um the outreach and help you out and at the very least spend 30 minutes with you on the phone and you know tell you about their experience and you know ways that they could potentially help and you know i mentioned it earlier but people that are that are kind of willing to pay it forward like that's that's one of the best parts about working in the sports industry wow absolutely you hit you hit the nail on its head um mr cameron you've been amazing thank you so much so much insight uh, I mean, there's going to be pl plenty to listen and learn from. Unfortunately, we have to wrap things up. Before I let you go, where can everybody find find you online? Yeah, um, no, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, thank you. I, you said words of wisdom. I hope they are. Um, hopefully, <laughs> it helps people. But if anybody does want to contact me, um, I mean it. Please feel free to reach out. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, Cameron O'Toole and uh, my Twitter handle is at CTOtool13. Um, happy to connect with with anybody and um, you know share share the story or, or help you out wherever I can. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cameron O'Toole from the San Francisco 49ers. I just want to thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. 
Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?